Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. I'm your guest host, Ross Harrop, Tampa Bay C12 area chairman, and I'm filling in for Jim Brangenberg. And special thanks to my friend Jim for allowing me to join you on the first Friday of each month for a show we're going to call C12's Kingdom Corner. We'll use these monthly shows to highlight local C12 group members and they're kingdom companies who apply the principles and concepts that Jim and sometimes Martha talk about each and every day. So many thanks to Jose Cruz, who will be engineering the show today, making me look good. And Jim's going to wonder if he can get his seat back next Monday, Jose, because of what you do today. And uh, check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website. While you're out there, please prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him nation and start praying for your co-workers and employees by name each and every day. The last time that I was on the show, uh, Jim challenged uh, Ace and I to sign up, and uh, I've done that. And uh, it makes you feel good when you're, uh, when you're praying for those that you work with. And, uh, and maybe some of those you have a little rub with. When you pray for them, you feel totally different. I Work For Him is on the air so that you and I know how to engage the lost in the workplace. And you see, our workplace is our mission field. And it's in that mission field that you and I, well... We may be the only Jesus that our co-workers and employees may ever meet. 
So most of us, in fact, need a paradigm shift in our minds in order to recognize our workplace is our mission field. And in the C12 group uh, movement that I work full time in, um, it's a movement across the country. And our motto is we build great businesses for a greater purpose. So I'm glad to, uh, that you joined us today. And on this very first broadcast uh, in Kingdom Corner here at C12, I am delighted that I have uh, one of our C12 members that's been a member for over 10 years, Vince Cudler. He is the owner of H2 Insight. And it's uh, Vince, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Ross. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to see you uh, as always. Thanks for <laughs> hey, having me. If Jim was here, he would start off with his favorite question, which is, tell us how Christ is making a difference uh, in your life today. So I want to start there. I don't know of a better place to begin. Sure. Well, I hope everywhere is not too broad of an answer, but uh, I'll kind of start with that and whittle it down a little bit. You know, I think that when you do have Christ in your heart and just that love and that grace that you feel through that, you know, it does permeate every aspect of your life. When, when you have it at the, at the core of who you are, and that's what happens when you come to Christ, um, it can't help but be a part of how you approach lots of different things. But um, let, let me go ahead and throw out the, the disclaimer right now and be very clear. Listen, I, I mean, I make mistakes. I fail constantly, literally every day uh, I do. And, uh, but I think the difference that Christ provides for me is really that compass to come back to. Um, if I'm lucky, I'll realize that prior to a reaction or a decision. Yeah, yeah. You know, but regardless of whether it's prior or during or after, um, you know, that compass I think always kind of brings me back because He is the why. You know, He is the constant. You know, changing environments, changing circumstances, changing uh, uh, circumstances with whether it's family or relationships or business, all of those areas uh, in our lives, he's just that constant. And so I, I try to continue to rely on that and come back to that. And I think one of the biggest differences for me, Ross, is just really getting my head around understanding that he can make a difference in other people's lives through me. Yeah. through my witness, through my business, and, and still feel like, even though I've been in C12 for 11 years, uh, you know, I feel like I'm still at the beginning of that, of that journey. It, it's, we spend a lot of time talking about quiet time each morning. So it, it, when, when Christ is our true north, as he is for you, and I know that because we've worked together for the past three and a half years, is that it, it gives us a, a fresh start each and every day through through that grace. Hey, um, this, this first segment it comes real real quick at us, and uh, so I, I, wanna, I want you to give us just in the next uh, couple of minutes, before the break, tell us about H2 Insight and uh, what the company is about, just a quick overview, and uh, then we'll talk more about it, but what it's about and who your customers are. Sure, Ross. Well, you know, we've been around for nearly 20 years now. We're, we're headquartered here in Tampa, uh, just under 200 employees, and we really provide proactive customer engagement and loyalty solutions. Now, what, what does that really mean? Well, first of all, even though we service a variety of industries, there are two that we primarily focus on right now. Uh, that's home building and insurance. So right now we work with nearly half the largest 20 home builders in the country, as well as two of the largest insurance companies in the U.S. But our service is a little bit different depending on the business model and the industry. We do an awful lot of customer experience surveys and retention-based phone calls. So for home building, we do more extensive customer experience surveys, in-depth analysis. 
We help them understand, you know, how their associates are performing, the the level of their the quality of their product, of their service, and all this is done in real time and via telephone. Uh, so what we're really providing them at the end of the day is actionable intelligence from their customers on how they can improve. Okay. Actionable intelligence. All right. Well, we're going to do actionable intelligence. And uh, wow, that uh, that's a stretch knowing you as I do. Is uh, And um, in C12, Vince, as you well know, we talk a lot about being intentional, about being a, a kingdom business. And um, I like to describe a kingdom business um, as being Christ-centered, God honoring, and uh, I know that um, that that's you've spent a lot of time being intentional and integrating family and faith and business together. So, give us some insight as to what some of those intentional things that you've been doing uh, are about. Sure. Well, Ross, I think for me it had to start out with really some transparency and and with some purpose, and uh, along the lines of transparency and just being genuine. Uh, I felt compelled to share my testimony with my organization, with all my employees. And, uh, you know, I was led to Christ back in 2004 in a Las Vegas hospital. And uh, I felt like it was important to be, uh, again, transparent about my experience and uh, help them to be able to understand, you know, when they see different changes or our culture developing in a certain way that they understand why and where that came from. Um, And as far as being purposeful and, and having that purpose, I think that the cornerstone uh, about being intentional has to start with your mission and your vision and your core values as a company, not just establishing it, but connecting it to your faith and ensuring that everyone can understand it and get behind it. You know, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. Yeah, I, what I love about going over to your shop, it, it, and you have a lot of callers that are out there working out of their homes and uh, and and that's neat. But if anyone comes in and they all start with that training course, right? You've got all of those values right there up on the on your wall. Yes, we do. And you know, the fact is lots of companies have mission, vision, and values and they end up on a plaque yeah. in somebody's desk yeah. uh, at the back of the office. And so we we do post ours out there as a constant reminder to us and as a an expectation to those new employees that come in and get trained that, you know, these are the things that are important to us. And, and we want these things to dictate our behavior internally, externally, you know, throughout the whole organization. And we have that little scripture, that little verse under each, each, uh, each value. of those words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, sometimes I don't think people really understand instead of having to go from A to Z and they realize that, you know, just treating our, our, our fellow employees with trust and respect and quality and excellence, that those are all principles that are referenced in the Bible that we can go back and look to and helps them along that continuum of understanding. They might be a lot closer than they think. Well, what I think is neat about your operation is that you truly are a kingdom company, but not everyone that works there um, are Christians. You have people of all different faiths, some that, that have not acknowledged or are questioning God at, you know, altogether. So, uh, so you're giving them at least a thread through their workday and their relationship with you that, that, that gives them something to, to at least look out at as a kind of a beacon in their life, even if they, don't, they wouldn't even claim a faith. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, these are kind of the, the boundaries and the guidelines that we like to operate the business within. And, you know, we're very clear, even in that first training, that, look, we're, we're not perfect. And, and being a faith-based business doesn't make us 
better by measure than any other company out there. I do believe it makes us different, but it doesn't make us better. Look, we, just like I said in the beginning, we, we make our mistakes. We try to own them. Uh, but at the end of the day, we come back to you know, this vision and these principles to help guide what it is that, uh, that we're trying to achieve. Other aspects of, of being intentional, you know, uh, we, we provide a corporate chaplain. Uh, through uh, Corporate Chaplains of America. And, and really, I was so nervous and afraid when we first implemented that, Ross. It was the first initiative, really, that I did, and, and which just still was in that stereotype of business and faith. And what I really loved about it is that their sole purpose is to care for the employee and their family at their time of need. It's, a, it's an elective sort of deal. Kevin Hackett is our corporate chaplain, and he comes in to chat with everybody briefly just to get to know them. And, and uh, he's available to them 24-7, to them or their families. And it, it's about meeting everybody where they're at. And, uh, and that's well, what that's really the definition says. of ministry, right? Is yes. meeting people where they're at using the unlimited resources of God. And anybody that's out there in their car or, or sitting at home and is listening to you now and they're saying, uh, how, do, uh, how do I get involved in that, um, is, is start with something simple, being intentional about it, and trying to connect. And uh, we use the phrase, uh, love thy neighbor. And for you, Vince, now with 180 employees strong, they're, they're truly your neighbor, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, if we want to be the, the hands and, and feet of Jesus, we understand I, I can't be there all the time. The, the managers can't be there all the time, but, but Kevin can. And, and, and again, when he's available to him, he can figuratively and literally meet them where they're at, yeah. uh, you know, at any time. And, you know, the very first time we had our orientation, Ross had all the callers come in and my, my hands were kind of sweaty. I was nervous <laughs> of how it would be interpreted. Yeah. And I can tell you that on that very day, over half a dozen of our employees waited pulled the chaplain aside and just, you know, broke down about different things that was going on in their life and in their hearts. And, and that told me right there that this was a win for them. And, uh, and we were pleased to be able to provide it and haven't stopped. And, and so how many years now you've been using corporate chaplains? Yes, gosh, we used them for many years when we started. And then, of course, we were a part of that significant downturn as we serviced <laughs> exclusively the, the home building industry. We had a few character building years in there. And so uh, uh, we did have to stop for a short period. And then as we began to prosper again, we immediately initiated that. So, you know, all in total, it, it may be, you know, at least 10 or 12 years. So we're going to come back and we'll, we'll be talking more, Vince, but at your height, Back in about 2007, at that time, you were about 120 strong, right? Yes. And then as, as the housing market, you were kind of, a, it was kind of one man, or a, 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 you were a one-theme company at that point, right? Home builders. Yes. And then you were down to two employees, right? Yes. So you can, uh, this whole C12 experience and, and, and working with others around the table, you needed a lot of counsel and uh, just to keep going and uh, facing the, the operation each and every day. We're going to come back and, and hear about that a little bit more because now you're 180 strong. Hey, Vince, you were, you were talking about some of the things that you've been intentional about with your company uh, for the past uh, number of years. But let's take a, a just a look ahead just a little bit and some of those practical things that that you're doing to make a, a positive impact for Christ in your workplace with your employees with your customers sure well I think the first thing as we look ahead Ross is we want to continue to do some of the programs that uh, have uh, have been working really well 
Uh, you know, we have uh, three key players that are enrolled in C12, so they get an opportunity to uh, uh, get this content and this material and to really get centered kind of, you know, one day a month as well. And they're able to bring that content back. Uh, we present some of it in our monthly uh, full staff meeting. Um, so that's one way. In addition to that, we have a, a beyond the call committee uh, within the company that is really kind of a steering committee that is intentional about how we support uh, various ministries and groups and even how we support each other. You know, there are various days throughout the year that a group of them just come in and cook breakfast for the rest of them coming into the office. So that servant leadership is not just, um, it's internal, it's exter external, and it's just kind of a part of, uh, of who we are. Have you, have you noticed by doing that, Vince, that your culture has changed over the years by those little things of having them embracing these concepts that you've been sharing? Sure, absolutely. I think, you know, as we talk about uh, this is what we're about, I think you always have to be careful that your claims and your statements uh, don't so far outrun your behavior uh, yeah. that it is a poor witness and that it's not sincere. And so, you know, we have grown in the things that we've done and the number of things that we develop to ensure it's also kind of where we've been as a company with our culture. Uh, and we do things, whether it be recognition, whether it be, you know, investing in training uh, for the staff, but we are intentional about uh, a lot of those things that we do to ensure that, that we are going to have that impact for Christ, including, you know, just running a good business for him as stewards of the business that, that he's had us lead. Um, you know, so it, it, you have to be profitable first and foremost, give a great example to those you serve of, of excellence as well as the, 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 the appropriate workplace environment, or, or you have a meaningless a real culture, and uh, you're really not representing Christ very well at all. Yeah, you're right. And I think that the difference is the mindset that, you know, that used to be kind of the end game, right? The successful business, great revenues, market share, all those sorts of things. And, and I think that biggest difference and shift now is, is for us as an organization to understand that, you know, that's not the end. You know, that success is a means to an end. Uh, and that is to be the, you know, the light that shines, you know, in the marketplace, uh, which is Christ through us and, and whenever we can exemplify that. So as you uh, have the, the, the example you gave earlier of the corporate chaplain, so you have a chaplain that's, uh, that's coming in and kind of casually meeting with folks and, and, and life happens and they have some crisis with a child or, uh, and I'm going to look for that example perhaps without names, obviously, but um, you also have these callers. How many of your 180 employees now are, are working out of their homes? Yeah, probably close to 150. Let's say between 130 and 150 right now. So you have an an additional challenge as as an owner that cares about his employees, but you're you're going months without meeting them face to face, right? That's right. We are, and that's why you know even our culture, our communication with them, our availability to them is so important. They are out there kind of on their little islands, mm -hmm. right? And so right. Um, we actually have a chaplain's corner that's right there on the internet that they log into, into the virtual call center. Wow. You know, it's got his face. It's got a video. Uh, that way they can kind of, you know, they can see who it is that they're talking to. Uh, and, you know, just providing them those kinds of different resources, again, meeting them where they are uh, virtually, uh, et cetera. And, you know, we just started a new partnership with Right Now Media. Uh, at work as well. And that's another way that we're able to, again, kind of meet them where they're at. You know, as you know, there's probably 10,000 videos faith-based, but it's parenting, 
finance, health, you know, things that we all deal with, challenges that we all have. But the fact is now they can have resource to that, you know, at home, in the middle of the night, on their computer, on their smartphone, full access to it. So right now, media, which has had a lot of our listeners are going to be familiar with uh, working with their churches and having access, and they now have a new dimension. They're reaching out to, to a whole new market, which is the uh, the, the business uh, community. And you were one of the first in the in the country to sign up for that program, right? I mean, you were in the first top ten that that uh, get, it's really is kind yeah. of like a pilot program for for your employees and for right now uh, media. Yeah, we, we were awesome. And, and what really struck us and the reason that we did was, again, this this kind of physical you know distance that's be- between us because we do have that virtual call center. And how can we you know be there? How can we support them and provide resources for them at, at whatever time that they may need it, even beyond you know Kevin, our corporate chaplain? And so you know that's what our hope is with Right Now Media is that it provides the the appropriate contact uh, content that's face based at whatever time they need it and to be able to have full access to it. And that's why we've sponsored that for all of our employees. So any of your employees can go online and they could share with their spouses or, or as a family some of those presentations, whether it be Andy Stanley or Focus on the Families, some of those tools that it, it, for things that are more kid-based. And, and your, your people have access to that, and, and you're providing that as a resource. You're paying for that for them. Absolutely. So... I want to go back because this just this just amazes me. So, uh, Jose, check this out. You know, I mean, you're well dressed in here, and and uh, thank you for that. Um, but um, uh, Vince, you have you know well over a hundred of your employees that are making these calls, working with either State Farm or Allstate or with the home builders, mm-hmm. and they're they're sitting at home in their jammies, right? <laughs> They may be. Uh, they may be. Well, you could yeah, be. They, they, I mean, they could be. What Vince is trying to tell you, Ross, is that he doesn't go and make, you know, like spot checks. No, no, no. <laughs> I get that. I, and, 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 and yeah, you having your, your, your bunny slippers on would kind of scare me, Jose. But, but <laughs> what's neat, though, is that you've reached out to a different kind of an employee Right. That where some that just have smaller kids and want that independence so they can work out of their homes. So you're reaching a whole different niche market of employees. We are. And for the record, we do require them to wear formal attire, as I'm wearing now. But uh, uh, (laughs) yes, you know, it it does. You know, the, the, the beauty of having that business model that we had from the very beginning is it does allow us to get. You know, just great professionals with great experience, but for whatever reason, and whether it's a, a you know stay-at-home mom or, or someone else that again has had a career, but now they've got a family, they want to go back and and get involved in some work, contribute to the to the income in their family, but you know they still need some flexibility to be able to right. pick their kids up from school or other hobbies or interests or caring for parents, whatever the case may be, and so it enables us to get these quality individuals, and because we're able to allow them a great flexibility in their schedule to manage the other priorities and aspects in their life, it also 
just blows out the water. The the tenure, the average tenure of a of a part time work from home position. You know, we shatter all those benchmarks yeah. because we have that flexibility, and hopefully because you know we have a culture and give them a place where they can work that they feel they feel good about. And, and so you have these resources from uh, from right now media. You also they can click on that little box, and if they need to talk to the chaplain, they can do so right there. They can say, Kevin, I re- I need to be in touch with you. That's right. And he, he gets back to him. It might be 10 minutes, five, 15 maybe, but it doesn't yeah. matter the time or the place uh, or the circumstances. And, and again, that extends to their families, Ross, not just to the employee, yeah. but to their entire family. It's amazing. I, I, yeah. I just uh, applaud you because the concepts that Jim and Martha uh, uh, talk about every afternoon on the air um, – about you know being the face of Christ, you you, you guys are doing it, and uh, and I know that you've given uh, financial resources to the chaplain that he never has to report to you as to who this family is that has the the need. He is uh, he he has the authority to to just take care of it. He he does. And we understand that you know somebody out there may be self conscious, but they may be in need, and so that's how we do. We reach them through him, and we don't have to know who they are. Uh, we don't have to know their exact specific circumstances, and we give him a little liberty to identify those things, and and then we give him the support to to go out and deliver. And we have to we don't have to know who they are or what their circumstances, and they're able to maintain that that discretion. That's great. All right, so we're with Vince Cudla, H two Insight owner, president, and uh, at his height um, uh, back in two thousand seven, a hundred and. Uh, uh, 20 members it goes down to two employees uh, when when the housing market crashed. Um, Vince, you smile now uh, that you're back up to 180. That's a you've learned a lot of lessons along the way, and and maybe we'll get a chance in the last segment to talk about that. But I want you to share that testimony. Um, you you mentioned it earlier. You're in Las Vegas, and um, you received Christ in a hospital room in Las Vegas. So I, I don't want to steal your sure. thunder. Why don't you just kind of share a little bit about it then? Sure. Well, you know, b- back in 2003, you know, had been in business about five or six years at that point, and things really started to grow and pop. And, you know, I was kind of that big picture guy, a big number guy at that time. And, you know, I, my legacy at that point was going to be, you know, record sales, you know, market domination, and uh, just just big, big numbers is what I was focused on, kind of what I thought was that end game. And, you know, personally, I was just running really hard. I mean, I was kind of living on the line just in terms of, you know, I, I was working hard, I was playing hard, and I was just kind of running in every direction, but without any real uh, purpose, but thought that I was, you know, getting things done. And so in the spring of 03, I received an email. It came in through just the info at email. It was a gentleman named Jack. He ran the largest third-party warranty company out there in the country and had just seen my website and uh, had reached out and said, hey, we kind of seem to work in similar circles. And after reading about your company, I think there might be some interesting synergies here if we could uh, get together. If you're interested, great. If not, I understand. And he said in that original email, he said, it, you know, sometimes the greatest things just come out of a simple idea. So I was intrigued. I gave him a call. We had a great conversation and decided to meet. 
he was getting ready to travel to one of his franchises in Las Vegas, and I, I kind of mentioned my uh, uh, my life at the time and, and my, where I was at. I, I don't think there was a party that I wouldn't like, so I said, great, <laughs> so, we can meet so in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas was a great site uh, to, I, to I, meet Jack. I did not resist. I all did right, not resist. Right. Yeah, well, no more on that, okay. but all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, tell so, us more. So at any rate, I, you know, I, I met Jack at, at a restaurant at the Aladdin Hotel, and we had a very interesting business conversation going. We were about 20 minutes into it, and he started telling me his story. And he actually started telling me how he had turned his business over to Christ, and he had sent memo out to his company that he was turning it over to him. He said, everybody thought I was going crazy. And, you know, he's not preaching. He's just telling his story. But I just began to physically react. I, I really became uncomfortable. I was becoming emotional. It was kind of surreal. And there were several times I just had to kind of hold it together and shake myself and just be like, Vince, you're at a business dinner. I don't know what's happening, but you need to, to get it under control. And something very odd, our, our waiter had overheard some of the conversation and he just jumped in and he said, you know, the, whole, the waiter, uh, yes, yeah, the waiter is, I, don't know, I guess if, yeah, if, yeah. if God can use a donkey, he can use a waiter yeah. to, to this was not your typical, what dressing would you like yeah, uh, yeah. to go with that? Right. Yeah. So okay. he, he just jumped right in and he said, you know, the Holy Spirit is alive and well. And I thought, what on earth does that even mean? Wow. Right? I didn't even know what it meant. Really? And he told us this brief story about how even that basically that night as he was coming to work, he and his wife had a, adopted an older a teenage boy that had been in a lot of trouble. They adopted him about a year ago. He was coming to work tonight. He went to reach for the door and the, the kid was sitting on the couch and he just said, wait. And so he pulled his hand off the doorknob and the, the kid walked over and he said, he's twice my size. This waiter was you know, sh short and bald and had glasses. He said, this kid is twice my size, height and width. And he just threw his arms around me and said, I love you, dad. And you could just see it welling up in his face and his eyes. And he said, you know, he'd never said either one of those things to me before tonight. And so here I am, I'm, I'm already hanging on the edge emotionally. And this guy comes in, you know, with a story. I'm like, you know, why don't you just kick me uh, off the edge here? Did you have kids at this time, Vince? Did you I did. Have, they were small, though. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, right. very. And uh, so at, at any rate, it just kind of uh, uh, blew me away. I'm, I'm trying to hold it together. We wrap up dinner and uh, we part ways. And, and again, the whole thing was so just very surreal. And I ended up calling my wife, uh, Tracy, that night. And I said, look, I, I don't know what this means. I may never, ever see this guy again or do any business, but I just feel like our lives are going to be different at some point. I, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, to which she responded, uh, well, how many drinks did you have at dinner? <laughs> okay. So uh, at any rate, I went home. Things got back to normal. Uh, about four months later, Jack reaches out to me. He's going to his uh, franchise uh, in Sarasota and asked if I wanted to have dinner. And at that point, I did because, you know, I just wanted to see if this would happen again. I don't really know what happened to me, uh, but I was curious and I was interested. And so I accepted and, and we met at Sarasota. Uh, we met for dinner. And sure enough, about, you know, 15 minutes in, the conversation comes back to spiritual things and it starts to happen again. You know, I'm having this physical, emotional reaction, and I'm just honestly, I'm just kind of fighting it off at this point. And, uh, and I do that throughout dinner, but I did have a couple questions this time because I was curious. So at any rate, we wrap up dinner, we come downstairs, and I, I go to shake his hand to leave, and he threw his arms around me, and he just said, I love you, brother. And I was that the first time that anyone had ever expressed that in that way? Well, certainly, you know, in, in, other than a very, very close friend, certainly right, not somebody right. that virtually had only met me now twice. So you're lear learning a new language, right? That's right. He, he yeah, didn't know I me. I love you, brother. 
Yeah, he, he didn't even know me and or, or I him. And I turned and started walking back to my car, and I, I guess I got about five steps into it, uh, and I just I just lost it. Uh, mm. You know, I, I was just sobbing uncontrollably. I probably did that the majority of the way back to Tampa, and I, I couldn't even tell you why. Yeah. You know, I, I could not even tell you why, but that was probably my first sense that maybe, you know, maybe God's talking to me through through this man somehow. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I thought. But of course, I get back, I internalize it, everything gets back to normal. Do you tell Tracy about this? I did tell Tracy okay. about it. Yes, okay. I did. Uh, but I didn't really know what to tell her other than, uh, you know, I just I cried uncontrollably for about 45 minutes. <laughs> not your style, right? <laughs> not, not really. Not right. really. It, yeah, somebody's <laughs> listening out in the car. And they need to be encouraged. They they they're they're going their own way. Their their life is busy, and uh, um, and somebody told me recently. In fact, I think I heard it on your show, one of your shows, um, Jose. Busy means being under Satan's yoke. That is correct. Yeah, I think that may have been David Jeremiah. I uh, okay. Do I get some points for listening when I'm not? Uh, you do. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Okay, so you tell Tracy, yeah. Yeah. and you've had this exchange with Jack. You yeah. go your separate ways. Life back to normal again. And then in January of uh, 04, we were at a huge industry uh, show. I was in Las Vegas, 100,000 people at this show. And I'm coming back to the hotel. It's the second night. And I just started to get some severe chest pains and pressure, really severe. I'd never experienced it before. And I had someone in the car with me. Fortunately, believe it or not, there was a there was a clinic. There was a walk-in right behind the hotel where we were staying, and I, I didn't want to panic them. So I said, "Look, just drop me off here. I'm going to go in and maybe just get some uh, some antibiotics or something." Of course, I felt a lot more serious than that. But I, I walked in and uh, I shared with them that I'm having chest pains. Of course, they're all over you, as you can imagine. <laughs> Best service um, ever. Yeah, they didn't really like the quick diagnostic that they do. Do they call the ambulance from the hospital? They come over and get me, yeah. bring me to the hospital. Uh, things are not looking real good. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever faced the reality of not potentially seeing your family ever again, but, yeah. but I did, and it was terrifying. And so I, I, I wanted to call my wife, but it was already 11 o'clock back here in Tampa, and I didn't want her to panic. And so I had my stuff with me, and all of a sudden my phone rings. And who is it? Don't tell me it's Jack. It's Jack. So he could tell in my voice right away. He was actually in Phoenix. He could tell something was wrong. And I said, you know, man, if you need me to be there, I'll come there right now. And uh, so I'm in there getting more tests and it's three hours later and the door opens and who walks through my hospital door. So he came from Phoenix. He came up to Las Vegas, flew there and was in my room 30 minutes later. At any rate, I was taking a series of of tests and and Jack and I started talking and praying. And he asked me if I wanted to accept Jesus. And I, I said, no. I said no because I knew I would have made a deal with the devil right then to see my family again and get out of this situation that I was in. And so uh, he talked to me a little bit longer, and uh, I just, I finally, I guess, trusted myself and more importantly, trusted Jesus, and I accepted him uh, right then and there. And, and Ross, it probably wasn't five to eight minutes after that that uh, the doctor came in and said, uh, you know, Mr. Cudler, we've taken our, our third test in the sequence, and everything just seems to be normalized. Can't quite explain it, but we'll take it. And uh, we want to keep you in here for another, you know, 24 hours or so just to make sure that it stays that way. And, you know, Jack just said, look, I've never seen a physical affirmation like that before. And, you know, my life was changed forever from that uh, from that moment. Uh, You know, it wasn't a lightning bolt change. Uh, That seemed to be a lightning bolt event, you know, but that change took place uh, over time. So now let me from the first time you got an email from Jack to this experience where he comes from phoenix comes to the las vegas hospital it's been how many months 
Oh gosh, this now has been uh, probably over a year. Okay, so it's a, it's a year. Yeah. But this is a casual relationship, it, uh, unless you recognize that God has put all these pieces together. Yeah, there, there's no question. And in fact, you know, the most interesting aspect about this was the fact that I was telling this story wrong for about three years. I met Jack three years later. We were having dinner about a business deal. And I said, yeah, I remember that night when you called me. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't. And then we did about a five-minute Abbott and Costello of who called who, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said, no, Vince, you called me, and I'm 100%, and I'll tell you why. Because I was in this very hotel. We were meeting in Phoenix. And that night, I was very dis- just frustrated, discouraged. I asked my wife, Sue, if I was even doing the right thing, leading my business in the way I was for God. And she said, you know, why don't we just pray right now that God show you a sign that you are? And he said, you know what? Forget a sign. I need a billboard and a sledgehammer. And she said, well, let's pray for that. And within an hour of that conversation, my call came into Jack. Wow. So. I, 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 don't, I don't know if uh, where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ as you're driving through the Tampa traffic wondering you know how why you're sitting here and you're not at your next meeting or you didn't get home at the time that you wanted um but i have to believe Vince, that what you just shared is an encouragement and that our jesus christ is using your testimony and i think of uh of psalm 66 16 one of my favorites when david says listen all you who fear god and I will share what he's done for me. That's what you just did. And I hope that it's having an encouragement and an affirmation in somebody's life right here in Tampa Bay or around the world. Don't I'm you Ross know. Harrop, your guest host with the C12 Kingdom Corner Show that uh, we'll be doing on the first Friday of each month. And we're featuring uh, one of our C12 members. And Vince Cudler is that uh, that owner of the H2 Insight here in Tampa Bay, but they service all around the country. And uh, I, I hope that that you caught the last segment, um, and uh, I hope it was as meaningful to you and as it was to Jose and myself just hearing it here in the studio. So, <laughs> Vince, you, you, I, want, I just want to ta- wrap a bow around that story, sure. because you're thinking that 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 whole experience is about you, but it wasn't just about you. God was really working through Jack, but he was also working through you as a non-believer to answer a prayer. Just wrap a bow around that. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I, I did. Of course, I, I thought it was about me. This was three years later that we had this discussion about who called who. And, and um, you know, here Jack literally is praying with his wife, asks for a sign, and and within an hour my phone call comes in. To him, uh, which so you is really just, it just gave me chills. I, I did, and it, it gave me chills when he was telling me about yeah. it. And you know, I consider myself a little bit of a guy's guy. I don't. I guess I put this glamorous uh, uh, version of him calling me versus me calling him. But you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, I, I guess I felt comfortable in calling him because you know he, he just had showed me love, and he didn't even know me. I mean, the man didn't even know me, and so that's probably my biggest takeaway from that is. You know, you just never know what impact you're going to have when you share the love of Christ with uh, with someone else, and that's what he did. And 
what you've done at H2 Insight with some of those things, uh, those opportunities uh, for ministry with the Right Now Media um, resources and with the corporate chaplains and having a chaplain be there for your people, the, the fact is that you're being intentional. And that experience with one man who you met through Christ has changed the lives of not only the hundred that are working for you now, but the hundreds that have come through there over the past few years. And I know for firsthand that your that your workforce in the month of February, when you have your new training class, a lot of those folks are going to come from the current em- employees, right? I mean, that's where they're coming from. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's kind of always been that way. And we've really appreciated that we felt like that was some some affirmation that we were doing the right things when you know your existing force is recommending to their friends to their family uh, to other people that they know that uh that you know this is this is a good place to work um you know not just being able to to earn that fair wage but uh, again just culturally that we're going to value them um and appreciate them and 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 demonstrate throughout you know this variety of things that we do so let me just uh, kind of this is the 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 fastest one hour and it goes a lot faster than you thought right sure. Vince? and and so um when you were at the low point in 2007 that would have been the time that you would have dropped out of, of c12 uh but the fact was you needed that band of men and women that the the other dozen that are sitting around that executive round table once a month meeting for a day your peer council your advisory board if you will and uh so so t- just tell me why because we got sure. less than a minute just tell well, me I'll, why you didn't drop out sure well i, I can tell you that that after my decision to accept christ in 2004 there is no other single decision that I've made that's had more impact on my life and my business than joining C12. Now, that, that's what I would say to you now. And I would say to you that I perceived a portion of that obviously then because as I was you know, struggling for, for gas money and, and, and went down to two employees, I was still a part of C12 because it does support the whole person, whether it's in times of prosperity or devastation. Thanks, Vince. What a great way to wrap up this show. 